Like if I put everything I have, I know I can achieve things that I didn't even thought would be possible. So yeah, sky is the limit. If you put your heart in it, there's no reason why it should fail. I would think what's possible this year is to run a business without being stressed out all the time. That's probably been my biggest goal for me this year. Like the thing that I was most frustrated at with this year, the thing that I think I can attain and that I want to attain over revenue, over profit, over anything is just like being happy with my business and being happy with my personal life. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders, I've got an amazing podcast for you. I've got two young leaders who were rookie operators last year, and they've gone out and Louis Bonchamp is going to quadruple his business, take his business from 60000 to 240000 And then uh, Phil Gauthier is going to take his business from 180 to at least double. He's he's planning on taking it all the way to 500. We'll see if he can get there. But both of them uh, have just made enormous breakthroughs in their mindsets in their habits, and how they see the world, how they see themselves as entrepreneurs, and how they see themselves as people. So I think you're really going to love this. You're going to hear about all the struggles they had in their first year, and then just how they're running their businesses so so much differently, how they are being so much more effective as a leader. And you know why we do these podcasts, and that is to attract other amazing young leaders like Phil and Louie. Uh, we are right now starting our recruiting and uh, we will have over a hundred veterans return. We we expect to have again, something like 80 or 90 referrals. And so if you know anyone, please send them our way. It's a very, very challenging program to get involved with. And we're looking for amazing people who want to have huge futures. So shoot me an email at cthompson at studentworks.com. Go to our site and have somebody apply at studentworks.com or share this podcast with somebody. Thanks so much and have a super fantastic day. So gentlemen, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow. So happy to have you here. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Yeah. So uh, so this is the first, first ever most improved podcast. I can imagine us doing this again in the future. It just seems to be a perfect thing, you know, just uh, for both of you having enormous differences from your first year to your second year and really digging into you know, what happened, et cetera. And thank you so much for making time from your busy summers. It's June 8th, uh, 2023. Just, just so people know, uh, this will be, you know, broadcast in the next few weeks. So Louis, why don't we start with you? Tell me about your first year. Yeah. Before I start, I just want to thank you for this opportunity. It's really great. Yeah. So uh, I was listening to the podcast before I was uh, going to Student Works right. program. So it's an honor to be here. So for last year, what I was missing, I didn't take my responsibility for my actions. So I was bl blaming everything except myself. But at the end of the day, I was the root of the problem. Like entering in the program, I thought I was special and I would be great. I would have great results. Right. Giving okay effort. And like uh, the number shows, it didn't work like that. Last year, didn't work like I thought it would go. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So one strategy for for failure is thinking I'm really good and not putting in effort. 
So 100%, right? Like, and not taking 100% responsibility for my actions. 100%. Chris's life would not go well with that. So that's, that's the, what a, what a great lesson for our leaders listening. So, and thank you for your authentic response. So Phil, what about, what about yourself? Tell me about your first year. Yeah, our first year was really tough. I also thought I was a little bit special coming into the program. Um, I thought that I was ready to run like a $10 million business, a $20 million business right out of high school. And that's the only thing standing in my way was just like putting a business plan together. But um, we did about $180,000 worth of revenue last year. And I got knocked on my ass and pushed around all summer by my business. Right. Um, Because same thing, like I wasn't taking responsibility for things. Um, I didn't take certain things in my business serious enough, like the admin and the recruiting. And it was just really hard to see the impacts of things without the hindsight. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. And by the way, you two are really quite special. So, so, and on the other hand, that doesn't make us and allow us to run really successful businesses with what's also true. So Phil, what do you think was missing in your business? Well, part of it is just like education, right? Like this is education that we're getting. So there was a part of it that I just didn't know. Um, And obviously that breaks down to like how coachable I am and how open I am to using the systems. But to be honest, I think I just needed a bad year to be able to get to the point that I understand everything. So I would say what was missing the most is understanding of, okay, like if I don't do this today, this is what's going to happen tomorrow. If I don't put enough time into recruiting, this is what's going to happen. I just didn't take, I would focus so much on sales. And I thought that was the end all be all. I thought that was the metric at which I could measure my business. And now I know it's like, actually, how many months of work do we have that's perfectly organized so that I can step away and really recruiting the right people, bringing in people that I know I can trust and people that can solve problems without me being there. Fantastic. Yeah, I love that. So it's so it's like last year is, is in fact, we sold 180 and we only did 140. So so it's it's like, hey, there's this gap about, you know, what we still like to. Sorry. We sold 200 and we did 180. Oh, 200. Okay. Was that what it was? Okay. Okay. So then I got to update my numbers. So then one of the things is really sales are just promises. That's all it is. And we get a deposit, but really it's not profit. It's just a promise to a customer. And if we're not, you know, following through on those promises, there's lots of problems. So, and that's, that's one thing I know you discovered last year. So what about for yourself, Louis? What do you think was missing your first year? Yeah. First of all, uh, I did not set great expectation with my client and my employee. Yeah. Uh, so we started the year not with the, a great way. And most important, I was not in integrity with myself. Okay. Maybe it's going to sound cliche because we're all, always talking about it. And it's one of the values of Student Works. Right. It, it took time for me to learn integrity and why it was so important. Yeah. Well, last year, I was not respecting the goals I was giving myself, and it helped me back a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about like goals of doing 10K or 20K sales week, but more like doing eight estimation a week yeah. or doing my the time of the eight calls I said I would do, yes. and I didn't do it. So, of course, the results didn't show up, yeah. and they didn't follow. So, yeah, I would say yeah. that would... So it was like, it's like not committing, you know, to the inputs, I made commitments, and then I didn't follow through. And then I didn't see uh, what that was. And that, you know, one of the biggest things is, is, you know, there's just a lot to learn around that, right? About how just my word and my commitment to my word is going to make my life go great. And that's not something you were really aware of as a 17 year old or 18 year old. And then 
all of a sudden now you are and you're you are because you know the numbers are crazy for both of you this year and you're just you know busting it and that's obviously one other big shift in your in your business so louis what was the biggest thing holding you back last year anything else to sort of around that yeah so like i said last question of course i was always saying things and not respecting my words and that setup i was not really believing in myself at the end of the year because i was never respecting my words so it, it was a big difference and uh, last year i always wanted to cut corners or do the shortcuts right and i learned that in business well business doesn't work like that and you need to, to do it the right way or just don't do it yeah uh, so yeah i learned a lot uh, last year fantastic and so so phil what about yourself sorry what was the question again chris what was the biggest thing holding you back last year I would say kind of similar to what we've already said, not holding myself accountable. Okay. Um, I would say I didn't have too much of a problem of integrity because I, I really cared about all my clients and about all my employees. But it was more so um, when something was going wrong in the business, I would always point to some sort of outside factor. I remember Tico calling me about like a horribly profitable payroll. Like we worked for two weeks and I was able to pull out like $800. I'm just crying on the phone to him like, hey, like, what's wrong with this? Like, who's yeah. like, this is my employee's fault. This is student works fault. Yeah. And Tico just like, no, it's, it's your fault, Phil. And I'm like, I don't want to hear it. And yeah. for about like a month and a half, I was just like absolutely deaf to the idea that anything I'm going on in my business was my fault. And eventually, obviously <laughs> um, I figured out that it was my fault. Um, but it's only once you figure out that it is your fault that you can actually start taking action and start taking responsibility. Absolutely. And I always, I, 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 I'd rather not use the word fault and I'd rather use, and I'm responsible. I'm responsible. Yeah. You know, I'm accountable. Yeah. And because if, you know, the, the greatest thing in life is when I am responsible for my entire life and really everything in my life I'm responsible for, well, that means that I can create changes and, and, oh, it's not going well. And I can create a new change and then I can get a fantastic life or a fantastic second year business. Like both, both you, uh, both you have, and instead of earning $800 payrolls, earning thousands of dollars <laughs> for, for, for two week periods, right. And having super happy painters and super happy customers, et cetera. So awesome. How did you feel going into your second year? Well, Going into my second year, I took like a long time to make the decision. My original goal was to make enough money and then go start another business. Right. Um, I didn't make enough money last year, which was my fault. Or sorry, right. my, my I was responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> it was my responsibility. Um, and I just didn't know what I was going to do. I looked at all my opportunities and this was for sure the best opportunity for me. I'm not in school. Um, and finally, once I made the decision, which was like in November, I felt really good about it because I knew what I was doing for the next year. And it felt like it was a sense of safety and also a sense of like opportunities and Hey, like I know I did bad and I have so much to prove. Um, I feel really competitive with a lot of the other people in the program. Right. Um, and I look at some people and I'm like, how did they run a bigger business than me? <laughs> um, so coming back for a second year is a really good chance to give them a little nudge and show them what, what we're made what of. What you're capable of. Awesome. Yeah. And so what about yourself, Louis? Yeah. So uh, how I felt my thing. Yeah. So I was really motivated to prove to myself that I had the capacity to do something big, run a okay. big business. Like I wanted to achieve something bigger than everything I, I had done in the past. So, yeah. And I remember just at the end of the year, last year in September, I, I had a long discussion with my coach 
Hugo at the time, and we went through all the season. And I I regret a lot of things. Okay. And I didn't want to have that feelings that that feeling uh, in September in the that is yeah. yeah, exactly. So it was a big motivation for me. Yeah. I relate to that a lot. Like at the end of last year, as much as I did run a, like a good business, I was happy with everything. I still felt like sad that I didn't run a bigger business, um, which looking back, like I just wasn't giving myself enough credit for the great year that we had had, but it was almost daunting. I'm like, man, like I thought I was going to do so much better this year. Is this going to happen again next year? But it was, yeah. Yeah. And part of it is, is just, just my sense of it is Phil, you know, certainly I think a big, big issue for you, just from my perspective is expectations. You know, you were a Mexico operator, you know, you, you still had a good, you know, again, there were definitely profitability challenges in, you know, early on, and then you got that resolved. Okay. And, you know, made good money ultimately, but you know, those are, those are things you struggle with, with Louis, you know, uh, you know, again, I think you ran a good business, but nowhere near what you were capable of, you know, and certainly again, for both of you, obviously you've shown that. And I think that for a lot of people in our business, there's this kind of sadness, this frustration, this, I didn't do well enough. I know I felt that in my first year. And on the other hand, and she did do pretty well, you know, and I did, you know, yeah. and, you know, and, and, and so I think one of the things about being a leader is, is that the spotlight's on us, right? We put the spotlight on us. And so sometimes, again, there's those negative feelings, there's bad feelings, but we can channel them and we can turn them into something really great. And that's obviously what both of you did heading into this year. So, you know, when we think about, you know, going into the second year, you know, what changed? You know, why don't we start with that? Uh, who, who's next? Is it Louis? Yeah, I think yeah. it's me. And so, yeah, one thing, at the start of this season, I committed 100% to my business this year. Um, I put some hard goals at the beginning of the year, but yeah. I knew I, I could do it. Uh, I knew I had the, ca the capacity. And one thing was my mindset got a lot, a lot stronger from last year. Um, after the year I had, it helped me get tougher and kind of becoming a man because yeah. I... I had responsibility that I didn't have, I never had in my life before running right. a business. Right. So I learned a lot, even in the, with the year I had last year. And another thing is I had a second chance to do another year, another year and not regret something at the, at the end of the year. Yeah. So it, it was, it was great. Yeah. Okay. okay. Fantastic. What do you think has changed heading into this uh, second year? A lot of things. The first one, kind of similar to Lee, I think I my mindset changed a lot. Um, just being able to like blame myself, work on my habits, and take accountability. Um, but to be honest, in my second year, I'd say the biggest change is I've just kind of been more open to coaching and to the okay. systems that are in place. Yeah. Last year, um, I felt as if I could come into this and just kind of like use you guys for payroll and Tico call Tico every once in a while, my coach and just run the business by myself almost. Right. Um, and I was not taking advantage of everything, the 40 years of experience that people have in running this business. So this year it's like, oh, like you should schedule two weeks out in advance. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm for sure going to do that. Because last in your first year, it seems like people are just telling you things and you kind of just have to trust them to do it. Yeah. And being myself, I was like, nah, I'll figure out a better way to do this. Uh, but now looking back, I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. 
So I'm focusing on the systems, client tweaks in advance, ordering all the paint, using yeah. Google Drive systems, you know, yeah. taking video walk arounds of stuff yeah. and actually just like listening to what I'm being told instead of being so stubborn and trying yeah. to like, like tape this business together that just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. one of the things that we do at training is actually how people, there's a pretense of knowledge. Like when I really don't know that much, I think I know way more. Right. And so, so it, yeah. it is common and it's, by the way, it's really, really common with highly motivated, highly driven young people um, like, like yourself and like myself when I was your age. So, so it's something that we see, we face, and then obviously we do our best to motivate and sell our people to do it. And then, and then, you know, again, then you get the, the impacts of those decisions and going, oh, that's why we do that. Okay. You know, it's one of the common reports that we get at veteran training is, wish I'd followed the system more closely. That's, that's, everyone says that. So I know you mentioned habits and, and mindset, but why don't we dig into that? How did you shift your habits? What habits did you shift though? Um, well, I just started like being more aware of my habits, I guess. I yeah. didn't, like, I was so focused on my business last year that I didn't actually make time for the parts of me that keep my body and my mind like healthy yeah. and maybe even alive. So I would wake yeah. up at 7 20 um drink a glass of water drive to the job site be there by eight and start my day like that yeah. and by three o'clock i'm like man i feel so crappy like this job sucks i'm tired all of the time yeah. again not taking any responsibility i'm tired all of the time like this this is stretching me out no one's capable of doing this how does anyone do this yeah and this year i have like a habit tracker so yeah. every day that i wake up before like 6 30 i check it off and every day that I take a cold shower first thing in the morning. I check it off. And every day that I read um, what I want to read, I, I check it off. And just making sure I eat, making sure I meal prep. For the meal. It would have been eat. Yes. Yeah. If I don't have food in the if I don't have food in the fridge for me on Sunday made, I'm just not yeah. going to eat during. Yeah. I just won't eat. Yeah. So just being more aware of what I actually need and putting that as a priority or at the same level as running the business. Yeah, because I was like running the business was my number one priority, and my relationships were second, and then my like mental health and my physical health were third. Yeah. and this year they're kind of all on the same level, and awesome. it's a lot more livable. Yeah, no, for sure. And by the way, what you were saying is it is impossible to be successful the way you were doing it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you are going to feel really bad and dissatisfied and angry and and, and unhappy if I don't eat. You know, till three o'clock in the afternoon, right? And I'm burning myself out. So, and, yeah. and and again, I had a similar experience. Lost all sorts of weight, and you know, uh, just you know, ate poorly, etc. So, so yeah. So it's just like, okay, these habits make such a difference. So that the idea of a habit tracker—that's fantastic. And, and what, so, what about yourself, uh, Louis? Um, yeah. So one thing that helped me shift my habits was uh, reaching reaching out to more people, okay. other operators. You start to talk to people and you just figure out that they are living the same thing that you are living. They are seeing some, sometimes they are seeing the problems with the different angles than you. Right. So uh, you see different solu solution for it. And also one thing that helped me a lot was a accountability call with the others operator. Awesome. That, yeah, we, we started in October, I think. And just speaking with people uh, that are living the same situation is really uh, helping. Okay. And um, yeah, just hearing different views and you you just start to, to realize that 
when you are stressed or something, you're not in danger. It's just you're telling uh, your your head that you're in stress, but you're not really in danger. So maybe sometimes it's going to hurt the ego, but at the end of the day, you're going to sleep well. And yeah, reaching out was a big factor for my success uh, this year. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're, if we're just on our own, we feel isolated. We're on our own. We're not going to make as good decisions. And then we we go and talk. To, I, I actually just had lunch with one of our biggest, big, big, well, big competitors, but actually one of my really good friends here in Quebec, Quebec in Montreal. And we had, we had a wonderful lunch. And again, you know, somebody who's who's doing similar things where we're, we're, we help each other and we want him, we want him to succeed. And and so it, so again, having people who are doing what you do and, and are supportive, it's like, oh, wow, they're having challenges, too. Right. They're they're winning, too. Isn't that great? Right. So it's such a great space. Hey, leaders, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. So we've gone through habits. What about mindset? What mindsets changed for you, Louis, from your first year to your second year? I was more vulnerable, go through to the tough conversation that I needed for me to get better. And that's one thing. And after the conversation, to then apply the thing that I learned with the tough conversation. So last year, I had kind of a big ego for the person I was. But this year, I, I tried to put the ego on, on, the, on pause. And when I am having conversation, learning from, from them and yeah. So just being more vulnerable was a was a big thing. Fantastic, fantastic. No, I think that's really great, right? You know, again, being you know, to me, uh, one of the things I always like to think about is just being humble, right? I don't want to think I'm the worst person in the world. That doesn't work. I want to think I'm the best person in the world. I'm superhuman because that actually I'm gonna slide back and 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 think I'm I'm a loser. You know, no, no, I'm just a humble warrior. Every day, be the best Chris Thompson I can be. That's kind of how I like yeah. to think about it. So what about yourself? What mindsets, uh, you know, change for you, Phil? I've definitely just gotten a lot more confident than I was in my first year. And that's, that's not just a result of like me becoming just like instilling that mindset within myself. Obviously, it's a result of me knowing more about like the industry that we're in um, and trusting myself more. So um, I would say that the biggest shift in my mindset this year is my, my people pleasing tendencies. I've definitely, uh, I've tried to stomp them out as much as I can. Okay. Um, especially with our clients, like with my employees, it's, I still find it hard because I'm like, they weren't friends when I hired them. They're all random people, but now they're all my friends. Yeah. Um, they all give me hugs before I leave the job site. <laughs> I'm fun together. It's really good here. Um, but this year for clients, it's like, oh yeah, can you just touch this for free? Absolutely not. We're yeah. running a business. We have 40 other jobs we have to go to next week. Yeah. And we can't do this if it's not like, doesn't make sense for our business. Right. Um, 
we need you to pay a progress payment so that we can pay our painters this week. And just being not unreasonable, but just actually having the confidence to ask people things of people. Yes. Whereas last year, like I would have not asked things of people because maybe it was a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe I didn't trust that the reason I was asking was actually a good reason. Yeah. But yeah, I would just definitely say not people pleasing nearly as much and setting better expectations from the get-go. And it's obviously helped me a lot throughout the year because now we don't have a bunch of people who think we're going to rebuild their whole house for them and yeah and or do things for free them. or you know yeah when they walk into Loblaws do they say or Sobeys do they say hey can I can I have some extra bananas for free no yeah. they don't or, no. or or they would say no and those families are much wealthier than our families um, yeah. <laughs> so no that's great so what about what about business strategies or tactics that contribute to success what what's what's been different for for that film um, I would just say putting a way bigger emphasis on recruiting. Okay. So um, my production manager has actually done most of the recruiting on the painter side of things, mm -hmm. but just making sure that anyone we invite into our business is as serious about it as we are. Right. So Phil, um, what what were any new or or just were there any business strategies or tactics that contributed to this this uh, year's success? Um, yeah, I would say our recruiting process has changed like entirely. So just being a lot more rigorous in our recruiting process, not really picking up anyone off the street. Not that I did that last year, but I might as well have, right. um, and inviting great people into our business. So, um, hiring a production manager and just making sure that our roles are very, very well identified. So he's in charge of this. I'm in charge of this. Um, and just, I guess the whole, the management and responsibilities outline has been a lot more clear. So making sure painters know what their jobs are, making sure my production manager knows what her jo his jobs are, and making sure that I know what my jobs are, and just being very clear on everything. Um, that way, nothing gets lost in translation. So last year, I would have like something that would take me five minutes to do, that would take my production manager like 25 minutes to do, and he was doing it. And it just didn't make any sense for him to do it because all the information was in my head. Um, so just trying to have like a very clear outline of who's in charge of what and who's best at doing what and putting people so that they're um, in a position that they can really like actually shine in the position that they're in. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a, And that's a, that's a real key um, piece of success strategy. So the biggest thing for you was recruiting and the structures that you're set up with, with people. So what about yourself, Louie? What new business strategies or different business strategies? Yeah. So like, uh, like Phil, um, recruiting, uh, Killer PM helped me a lot this year. Uh, I just want to shout out my PM, Chris. He's doing really great this year. And I, I know he's going to have a lot of success in the future. But he helped me uh, really a lot to step out of the field. So I could grow the business even more, putting more time and efforts in sales, recruiting, and also marketing. And I learned some, some great things with him. Trusting more people give people more responsibilities and stop micromanaging micromanaging people so yeah i had great lessons with him and right now we're in june and we're delegating a lot of the works so uh yeah it's going great with the the strategies awesome awesome so um what are you committed to completing this year so i know last year you did 60 what are you committed what's your team committed to to uh to attaining this year yeah, so this year my goal is 235. Like right now I'm I'm at 180 in sales. Right. So I'm I'm confident that we're gonna hit the goal. 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. up that goal. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so that's a four times growth. And uh, isn't isn't that awesome? So so that's fantastic. And what about yourself, Bill? Last year, I, I had the wrong number. So last year, what did you what did you complete? Uh, so we sold $200,000 worth of work last year and produced about $180,000. Okay. Just we're short staffed and some of the work that we sold um, just wasn't producible. Right. And then this year, we're committed to uh, $500,000 of business. Um, yeah, to half a million. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. And we're already at, uh, we're already at 255. Is that right? Yeah. I'm easily, we need to <laughs> sell a lot more, man. I should be selling right now. <laughs> but you're stepping out to make a difference on the podcast. So thank you very much. Look at you. Awesome. So, uh, you know, Phil, when did you start working on improving your business? Was that uh, just in November when you made the decision or were you, what, what do you think about last summer? Well, like I would say the biggest switch was last summer, kind of in like August when our crews were finally autonomous and that the people who shouldn't be in our business were either, they either quit or they fired and you had the right people. Um, yeah. And that gave me the time to um, actually put in like systems in place. The biggest problem I had last year is that I was just chasing, like, I was just like, what's the word pulling or pushing? I was just running towards something all year. And I was always running away from something. Whereas right. this year, because I have like admin done for the next month, yeah. I don't have to focus on that right now. Yeah. Um, and I totally forgot the question. Um, uh, just when did you start working on improving? When did I start business? working? Yeah. Like right away, right away. Yeah. Well, I took, we, I went to Europe and hired my production manager. I actually went on the trip only to hire him, to convince him to come work for us. <laughs> as soon as he said yes, we were plotting in the train. Um, awesome. so, um, yeah. Yeah. Like as early as possible, living Fantastic. in Tennessee. Yeah. And that is, but, you know, again, for our, for our leaders listening, you know, again, one of the most important parts of any successful business is the people we have. We can only do so much ourselves. So having that key, you know, kind of I2, second in command makes such a difference. And obviously both of you pointed to that. So what about yourself, uh, Louis? You know, when did you start working on improving your business for your second year? Yeah. Well, it started at the end of the summer last year. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, like I figured that my business start with me. So I had to do some personal work for my business to get better and, and uh, yeah, to have more results. So I would say at the end of the summer, until the start of the winter, I was really reading books, listening to podcasts, and, and I would do things to exercise my mental toughness. Yeah. For example, I did 75 hard. Uh, awesome. That helped me a lot. And yeah, it's showing in this year in the business because I'm I'm respecting more my words and I'm more, I'm more the business owner I should be. Fantastic. And so so what do you see as being possible now for your future as a result of this season? Is that for and, me? Uh, that's for Louis and, then, and yeah. then you, Phil. So pretty much everything, like if I put everything I have, I know I can achieve things that I didn't even thought would be possible. So yeah, sky is the limit. If you put if you put your head, your your heart in it, there's no reason why it should fail. Fantastic. And what about yourself, Phil? I would think what's possible this year is to run a business without being stressed out all the time. That's probably been my biggest goal for me this year. Like the thing that I was most frustrated at with last year was that like I couldn't step away. I was always stressing. There was always 10 clients who were just a little bit upset with me. Um, this year, I 
like I've just been trying like my the thing that I think I can attain and that I want to attain over revenue over profit over anything is just like being happy with my business and being happy with my personal life and with my my business not taking over my personal life yeah. and my friends not being like oh where have you been for the last eight months it's like oh <laughs> like running this business like now I can actually you know I can go golf when I want to golf and I can go do other stuff and obviously we're still working like crazy stupid hard yeah. um, my team and I and um just being way better at like taking like time management into account and I I just want to run this big business without without dying and without feeling stressed out and without losing weight and all that stuff. Yeah. One of the things I always like to say is, is especially we try to do this in the first year, it's really hard, but especially in the second year, look, Hey, uh, we want to, to make it seem like I could be an entrepreneur the rest of my life. I can yeah. be a successful leader the rest of my life. And again, I can't do that if I'm going to keep losing weight and shrink away or or I don't have a healthy lifestyle with my friends or I, you know, or it, it's just I'm constantly, like you said, chasing things. You're trying to push water uphill. You know, mm -hmm. this this sucks. Right. And so it's like, no, it doesn't. It's just how I was doing it sucked. And I can make that change. Yeah. And so, and so I could. Yeah. Go on, Phil. And I was going to say, if I didn't have that first year of experience, like, I don't even know where I would be at. Yes. I, yeah. Like, I definitely, it was just like all a, a growth opportunity. So. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. So, uh, you know, Phil, if someone was in your shoes last year, what would you tell them, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, of of what to do in the future? It kind of depends on what their their goals are. My goal is to be a lifelong entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. After this business, I'd like to run another business. Yeah. And. I just don't see a better opportunity for someone to get hands-on experience dealing with, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars worth of projects, like potentially hundreds of clients and employees and all the responsibility. I would just tell them to make like obviously an educated decision and to talk to a bunch of people about it, talk to their parents, talk to their friends. Cause my parents saw a very different perspective than I saw and that my girlfriend saw and that my coach saw. And everyone was seeing how this experience impacted me differently. So just trying to talk to everyone and see what what people think is best. And then at the end of the day, not caring what other people say. And then but taking into account, but just doing whatever you think is best. Um, I would say, man, if you're not happy with your first year, even if, or if you are happy with your first year, if you I would I would just say run it back. Like it's so much better. Like I actually have time to be happy this year and to and to have fun with my painters and to just show up to job sites for two hours because I have nothing else to do and just bring pizza for people it's just so rewarding uh yeah I don't know that's, that's all I so well no 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 I think that's really helpful what about yourself Louis yeah so for myself it would be to focus on the things you can't control you don't need to worry about a situation a situation where you have no power on it and if you're wasting your time and your energy and yeah, I would say to don't quit when it's hard. I could have quit after my rookie year because it didn't go the way I thought it would go. But I run it back, like like Phil said, and it was one of the best de decision I I took in my life. So yeah, yeah, and 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 just just my perspective on it is is both of you, you know, uh, and why it's worked. You know, if we think about it, changed mindsets took responsibility, dug in, you know, uh, put more effort in, right? And so, you know, anybody thinking about it, it's, and then I'm going to put more effort or more commitment or more focus 
right? And better focus. So that's part of it is, is, is that it's, it's not easy a second year, you know, it, it, but, but it can be, like you said, more rewarding and also just way better quality of life. That's a normal yeah. thing that you guys are seeing is I, I just now I won't be challenged by a lot of the things I was challenged in my first year because I just I'm not going to go and do that with customers. I'm I'm going to make sure I've got a good team. I'm going to go in and listen to the structures of student works <laughs> because I know yeah. what happens when I don't follow them. Right. <laughs> yeah. I would say like, if you're not willing to make a change and if you're going to stay stubborn and if you're looking back at your year and you're like, and I, I didn't get out of it what I want to like until you actually take responsibility, there's no point in coming back. Unless you're willing, unless you're willing to do something different, like then just don't come back. But if, if you if you just want to do better, that I would say I would say that's the only benchmark as whether or not you should come back or not. If you yeah. want to do better and you think you can do better, then go prove it to everyone. You know. Yeah, love that, love that, Louis. Anything, anything else, anything else to share before we jump? Yeah, take the risk. Just <laughs> awesome, it, and it's it's gonna be fantastic. Hey leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.